Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where we endeavor to bring to you the daily news from a constitutional and historical and principled perspective uh, no historical revision and no political propaganda. JC, I sent you an article um, that really just sort of made me shake my head because it's one of those typical headline doesn't necessarily match the content of the article kind of thing. And it is a Gallup poll news article. It says American pride hits new low. Few proud of political system. Uh, as Americans prepare to celebrate the 4th of July holiday, their pride in the U.S. has hit lowest points since Gallup's first measure in 2001. And what I found really upsetting to me is this, this idea that somehow the, um, the pride we have in our politicians equates to the uh, level of American pride that we carry. And that's, uh, the article goes into greater detail, which sort of expounds on a different thing. But the, but the headline and the first line of the article make you believe that somehow Gallup is equating our pride in politicians with our overall pride in America, somehow yeah, that they're political linked. pride is American pride. Exactly. Thank you for putting it that way. And I'm reminded that you know our founders. This is this connection is so contrary to our origins. Our founders would have never equated political pride with American pride. As a matter of fact, they they told us to never trust government. And they said that even when they were government. I mean, Jefferson said in uh, 1787 that uh, if once the American people become inattentive to public affairs, he says, you and I and governors and congressmen and judges and uh, uh, executives will become wolves. He said, you and I will become wolves because that's generally the nature of who we are in spite of uh, the exceptions that you may find individuals. Yeah, I thought the poll, the the results that they showed of the poll show, told more about the 
differences of perspective between Republican, Democrat, Absolutely. and Independent uh, than, than anything, than, than sort of overall pride. Right. Well, I think they. I well, think although, there's a, although, there is that chart that I have up here on, on uh, YouTube where it says, for the most part, American people are very proud of American things, with the only exception being uh, the uh, American political system. Yeah, 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 for the most part, you're right. So you look at this chart, and, and, and Gallup, in the headlines, makes it sound like we hate, you know, American pride is low because we hate our politicians, when in fact the details of the poll say, no, 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 Americans are very proud of American things. We just don't like politicians. Uh, well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say we. Um, that, that's, that's the thing to me that stood out. Republicans are very, very consistent. That's what mm -hmm. the that's what the poll revealed. Well, this chart Re that I have by up the here way, regardless, is, not, is not divided between Republican and Democrat. No, I this mean is an I, overall number I, thing I'm that I'm looking the, at. Yeah, I understand. I'm this talking about the details the, of the poll the poll itself. Yeah, so when you look at the next poll results I have up here on YouTube, are you proud to be an American? Then it breaks it down between uh demo, in demographics and then you start getting what you said about this yeah. whole breaking well, down of demographics and and the difference between the Democrat view and the Republican view. Was well, my point, you said we hate our politicians. Well, that's not true mm -hmm. to for Republicans. Republicans uh I mean, you would expect so right now talking about the political system uh, you would expect Republicans to say, yeah, we're proud of our political system, right? Mm -hmm. They're for the Trump administration, they're for Donald Trump. So that's not surprising. But but what it actually, what it reveals is something deeper. Democrats in general um, always hate, I mean, they're always the lowest as far as their pride in, in anything American. They're always lower mm -hmm. than uh, Republicans no matter what. You're, what the category, what you're talking about. Okay, so they, you could kind of cross the board and say Democrats hate America more. No matter what the topic, they hate America more than Republicans. However, Republicans are consistent uh, in in the the support for the political system, even if it's not their party. Right? They they if 76 percent for Trump, and the poll reveals, or their history of their poll reveals that. Uh, Republicans' pride in, and we're talking about extreme pride mm -hmm. in their political system, never dropped below 68%, even when right. Barack Obama uh, was president. And which that's, that to me, that's what you kind of get mm -hmm. the the psyche, the sort of worldview of the Democrats, which which we always see, we, ta right. we talked about, right? Right. Even Republicans, so under Barack Obama, Republicans, and yeah, I guess you could say conservatives in general, um, it, it was a disagreement with his policies, you know, the different ideologies and whatever. It was a political right. issue. With Democrats, it's never that thing. They literally hate the person. They hate yeah. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. It's not just a matter of a policy disagreement or whatever. Now, you, I, I'm sure hatred, you had people that hated Obama. In reflecting in this poll, though, their hatred for Donald Trump becomes a general overall hatred for the American political system. Eh, I think and, you got that backwards. And it becomes a hatred for the uh, 
for it, it is their lowest pride thing. Their pride in America is driven by the fact that they or, or lack of pride for America is driven by the fact that they hate Donald Trump. Okay, it's it's lowest now because of that. Yes, exactly. Okay? That's but, what I'm but, saying. But I, I don't I don't agree with with the, your order there. They because they hate Donald Trump, they hate America. No, they hate Donald Trump because they hate. America, okay. Democrats, yeah. Demo at least the extreme Democrats. Obviously, there are conservative Democrats. Right, but they Democrats would be proud of America if Donald, if if when Barack Obama was president. No, they still, according to the history of this poll, they still hated a lot of stuff, even when their guy was in there. Because you remember, I mean, the idea of Barack Obama getting in office, he's going to fundamentally transform America. In other words, change all those things that Democrats hate. Well, he wasn't able to completely do that. Yeah, Therefore, true. they still hate America. Yeah. So, so their hatred of Trump, I mean, obviously they hate the guy, but I believe they hate him because he represents so much that that is quintessential Americanism, right? Yes. And that doesn't mean necessarily agree with it because part of Americanism is nationalism. I think that's clearly revealed in this poll because right. You know the support of the military. That's that's oh, tops. Yeah, that's, that's always tops. Never that, wavers. Let me put that that poll back up there. And I'm not yeah. saying it shouldn't be. The American scientific achievements is highest, and second to that is the U.S. military. And yeah. so, so so there's more. Yeah. What I'm saying is there's more to what we call Americanism mm -hmm. than just pure constitutionalism or support of liberty. That's why people call, people who call themselves constitutionalists. Uh, a lot of times find themselves on the outside looking in because there's, right. there's more about what has grown to be Americanism uh, than just liberty and just constitutionalism. Some of those things, uh, you know, not, not always good uh, and not always bad. Well, but the, the Democrats, Democrats can't see, they, they, they see no gray. There is right. no gray with the Democrat, right? So mm -hmm. for instance, we can take, we can take exception uh, for instance, for, different ways that the government has used our military, deployed our military. Right. But that doesn't mean we, you know, we'll go spit on soldiers right. and we hate military and all this sort of mm -hmm. things. For the Democrat, it's almost impossible for them to make that distinction. Right. If you are opposed to Vietnam, then John Smith from Arkansas, who's a private in the army, deserves to be, you know, spit in the face and beaten the head with a bat or a rock or whatever. You don't know anything about the guy, whether he actually mm -hmm. supports it or not. But they, they, there's no gray with them, so they must hate the military because they hate something that the I government did to the military. I think that's indicative of the education system <laughs> it's indicative and of what, a mental disorder of but. of what the Democrats pull from the educational system. So. We, we've talked about this before, but people who consider themselves conservatives, definitely those who consider themselves libertarians and those who consider themselves constitutionalists are, are generally by and large independent thinkers. Yeah. But the Democrats are the opposite of that. They're non-thinkers. Collective. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> seriously, they are collective non-thinkers. They have and a I, hive mind. And I right. And I'm and I'm not saying that to be ugly, okay? I'm not saying that as a criticism, but in a reality of a psychology that can actually be documented over decades. Now, you I have different say, lines of thinking. The yeah. Democrat non-thinker, because, and, and non-thinking, not that they're stupid, but because, like you said, they, they choose the group collective think. group right. thinking. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's why you get these, these huge uh, movements and these, these, what seem to be irrational uh, 
uh, uh, displays of public outrage or public affection, which which don't actually match fact because they don't need a fact so, to, to to drive their their. So the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats weren't far from Republicans on some some things. Um, They were below them on everything as far as their pride Mm -hmm. in America and various things about America. But the the biggest areas of discrepancy apparently were the economy, the political system and the military. So uh, the Democrats are significantly more dissatisfied with economics, political system, Trump, obviously, and the military than Republicans. And again, Republicans maintain maintain a consistency throughout. What was interesting is uh, independents, which I would consider myself an independent. Independents are actually have the the highest dissatisfaction than they've ever had since this poll has been taken. <laughs> well, in the in the me in in the least, I think the headline was very very misleading. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Got Liberty, got your Got Liberty t-shirt. Go to Liberty First. Uh, I'm sorry, go to ChrisAnnHall.com. Click on the shop and then go to our Liberty First gear store. Don't just pontificate, educate. I think if there's one, there's a couple things we can take away from this Gallup poll is that regardless of where your political stance is, with the exception of the the independents, there is a sense of American pride in something. True. But there is a united in all three of the classifications that they draw, Democrat, Republican and independent, a united dissatisfaction uh, in the, the political, political system. system. Yes. And so I, I just I really call exception to the choice of words by Megan Brennan of Gallup by say, by then equating our dis. Gust. I'll just go ahead and say it, our disgust with politicians as being the equivalent of the level of American pride. Yeah, well, it's so it, the title is an is an accurate description of the statistic. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the problem, because you get you have an overall statistic. You, you aggregate it all together. Your overall statistic. That's two points lower than last year. So American pride hits a new low. But it's deceptive because once you pile mm-hmm. everything in one pot, that's how statistics work. Right. You, you, you get a you get a statistics a, don't lie, but liars use statistics. Right. So, <laughs> it's a little misleading. So, given uh, our our disapproval for politicians, I wanted to give us an example. Uh, Democrat Representative Frederica Wilson mm-hmm. is vowing to prosecute people for making members of con- uh, making fun of members of Congress online. Oh, know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> you get, you're going to go on, on Twitter. JC rarely goes on Twitter, but JC's going to go on Twitter tonight and make fun of Frederica Wilson. I, I better guarantee you. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. We'll start with that. But you know what, JC? that stupid... Look at the smile. 
that looks like remember the Lorax mm -hmm. and the 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 Onceler on the, the Lorax and that crazy smile or maybe yeah. the Grinch that's the, the Grinch, Grinch that would Grinch do that smile. that crazy smile yeah. she's got this Grinch smile on her so face. I want to remind everybody that this is not a this is not a brand new unheard of thing in history do you remember uh, John, John Adams. Adams John Adams uh, beloved by many conservatives and Christians got so mad that his uh, political opponents were calling him names like fat pompous slob and they would hum the king's tune when he walked into the room <laughs> that he convinced his political cohorts in in congress to pass the sedition act which he signed into law that made it illegal to make fun of the president of the united states and what most people don't realize is that john adams actually had people arrested there were two congressmen two congressmen were arrested 14 uh 14 journalists were arrested one of which was benjamin franklin's grandson <laughs> Right. And so this was part of the contention between he and Jefferson. Jefferson right. Adams, because yeah. it was the Jefferson part, the Jefferson's people and, and John Adams people at each other's throats. And um, we it was really, really kind of an early libertarian versus conservative yeah. throwdown. <laughs> And right? the conservative right, 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 right. had his libertarian yeah. opponents arrested. Right, right. Well, you know, JC, we were uh, we were looking at, uh, or at least I, I was reading the ratification debates uh, in Virginia, and in the ratification debates, you, there's this really back and forth, a very aggressive back and forth about the militia and about judicial power. I mean, this real back and forth. And then it splits in the middle with a parenthetical that says the conversation degraded into derogatory comments or something. Yeah. I don't remember how it exactly said it. The word they use. I know. It, desultory. Desultory. Desultory conversation. Yeah, desultory conversation. <laughs> so who Whoever was taking notes during the Virginia ratifying debate was like, yeah, they didn't dare write right? the actual words. Just the you can see the guy with his beep. mouth agape, like, oh my goodness. And then, okay, just a desultory conversation took place. Here. I, don't ask me no, no, what they said. I am gonna, a good Christian man. Yeah. I'm not going to write that stuff down. That. I'm not going to write that stuff down. And then I ran across some poems that James Madison wrote Those when he was a awesome. student at Princeton, where the Whigs, he was a part of the Whigs, and then the other party, I forget what it was called, the Cleos, the Whigs and the Cleos. And, and James Madison writes the most amazing, Satire. sharp, satirical poetry yeah. that it was just beautiful so you want to laugh read you want to laugh look up james madison's poems but this is nothing Snarky new guy <laughs> can't learn the easy way you'll learn the hard way chris and hall she's liberty's lobbyist Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Uh, you know, J.C., I, I often wonder 
because we don't teach history accurately if we've somehow become so detached with how the reality of conversation was back then and then we have this illusion that we've have some, somehow become civilized we yeah. don't realize how aggressive they actually were at yeah. each other i mean john adams is is passing into law as a press signing into law as a pre as president laws to arrest people for making fun of the president of the United States but you know that's the thing that's always struck me as I guess just like you're saying that people completely uninformed and, and out of touch with their history the criticism of Donald Trump and his language he he is he is so freaking American. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he this especially is, when you consider the debates from the founders. Yeah, I mean, this this guy you talk this, about this conversation that I can't write down on paper ensued. Yeah, totally. Oh, he's so unpresidential. And, yeah. and, I, and I do think he's crass and and, yeah. and blunt and bombastic, but that's actually closer to what how the founders did it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but the, the, the founders were were a bit more artful with it, you know, because they had <laughs> sure. a better command of language. It's like I've what I've always tried to teach Colton. It's better to use big words than bad words because then you can insult people and then they don't even, they don't even get the insult. But, so that's but exactly I, what they were doing. Yeah, that's true. But it was, it was easily as insulting oh, and, and, sometimes as, worse. and as brutal yeah. and Blunt. Brutal. That's good. Brutal and probably, and I mean, Donald Trump probably has barely even reached the bar mm -hmm. on how uh, some of our our very famous and highly respected founders uh, spoke. I mean, again, read the, read those James Madison. That's just him. Those James Madison poems. They apparently wrote a whole bunch of them that we have three actually in possession in publication on the internet. Just, Hamilton <laughs> is well maybe known. Maybe I'll read one of those poems yeah. this weekend or something. Hamilton was well known for being oh, pompous man. and arrogant. Um, and Richard obnoxious. Henry Lee was incredibly snarky, and yep. uh, Hamilton had a command of the language as well, and he was a total jerk. So, so regardless of, you know, what policy disagreements you may have, we have one of the most quintessentially American presidents that we've had, <laughs> honestly, in a century yeah. or more. Well, you, he certainly wasn't as as crass and rude as LBJ. Now that that was a little out, <laughs> I think, out of out the norm. Of the norm. Hey, so let me give you this sort of legal disclaimer for everybody out there. If you've been a long-time Chris Ann Hall show listener, you know that I have very few fond feelings for Newt Gingrich, which pushes puts me at odds with with many of the you know establishment Republicans and even those who consider themselves conservative Republicans. Because I'm sorry, Newt Gingrich is a flat out military complex statist, but he's incredibly intelligent he is, and astute he politically. very, very smart. And he wrote this article. Sometimes too smart. He comes yeah. up with some really kooky stuff. So he wrote this article about the Democratic nominees for president and his sort of early on predictions. And what I've done, JC, going through this article, I've sort of pulled what I call Newt Nuggets. Yeah. Because there's some really amazing things in there. And I and I always want to talk about this. But let me read the first three bits of new nuggets that I pulled out. And, and don't send us your CFR emails. Yeah, we we yeah, know yeah, okay. we, we yeah, know yeah. we get it. Okay, okay, I get it. But you know what? The point is the comments that he's making. 
it doesn't matter if there's who says them if they're true right because we're not arguing to his authority no. we're arguing to the veracity of the statements themselves yeah. right so he writes in 2015 and 2016 the most powerful reality of the republican nominating process was how really angry and even disgusted Republican voters were with the leadership in Washington, D.C. And I don't think anybody can argue with that. No. Uh, Donald Trump, I believe, uh, because we didn't know a lot about Donald Trump as a politician, Donald Trump was elected purely on this aggressive, emotional protest of how government's operating, especially the establishment Republican. He says, first, Americans always focus on what's next. One of the reasons that so many Americans ignore history and refuse to learn from the past is this inherent passion for tomorrow and boredom with yesterday. Yeah, that's a great statement. Uh, it's amazing. I disagree that it's inherent. Mm-hmm. Only I, I think that it's only inherent in the fact that it's how we've been trained over the last hundred years to think. Maybe. But those who created America were, were, were definitely very tied to history and learning from that history. That's true. So Good we point. did not yeah. inherit that from them. But we do express this not almost sort of what we classify as the third world country mentality. What happens today is what's the most important, most amazing thing in the world today. And what happened yesterday, who cares? Yeah, no, that makes sense. We, because we, I see that common thread in many, many problems yeah. that we have. We've taken on a lot of third world characteristics, right. and of course, we can talk about why. That'd be a different show, right. different discussion. But yeah, that's definitely where we are, and that's that's funny you say that because we saw that in Haiti, and you know, mm-hmm. you, you go to third world countries, and it's it's all about right now and today, and and, the, and it just breeds a different mentality. How many times have we been in the car? We have JC and I have amazing car conversations. How many times have we been in the car and just sort of both simultaneously without actually coordinating, rolled our eyes and shook our heads at this new millennial mentality that what is happening is the greatest thing that has ever happened, the greatest sportsman, the greatest politician, the greatest invention, the greatest event, the greatest greatest movie ever, right? And then not even considering anything in the past. And I think that goes with new statements. Nothing ever happened before today nothing right. ever happened for nothing. this year we, I, we're we're you know we're nba fans watch right. the playoffs and whatnot and, <laughs> and like the last few years it's it, you know every it seemed like every month there's a new the greatest yeah. player ever the, the greatest player the greatest ever and like of all time how does how does that change every stinking month because yeah. somebody would do something amazing <laughs> yeah. over a, a, a long you know, over 30 day period. And oh, he's the greatest because he did this for three weeks. And Dude, I think it could be just a matter of three most, games in a row. Yeah. I mean, that's how so, short the attention span has become of America. So that's a great statement. There's no no sense of continuity, no, no attachment to history or, you know, no knowledge. Of and history. let me let me just simply repeat a common thread throughout the education that we give at Liberty First University to come that we give here that we give everywhere is this axiomatic truth that those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat its mistakes. Ergo, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, it's simple. <laughs> simple. It's okay, Newt Nugget, number three. Even though most 
uh, even though most supposed authorities don't study or learn the lessons of history, there is an enormous amount that can be learned about the future by, a by applying the results of the past. Now some people's CFR radar just went off. Oh, really? Yeah, like, yeah, we bet he'd say that. <laughs> but it's a, but it is that axiomatic truth. It is true. It is you, true. And you it's say, the whole reason. No, and you say many times, it's like we don't know our history, but our enemies do. Our yeah. enemies know this, and yeah. then they use that against Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Because and so you're then, right. Then it's sort of like the dedication of of um, uh, Alinsky rules for yeah. radicals to Lucifer so that the Christians won't ever read the book. We don't study the playbook, and they do. So, oh, it's the CFR. No, no, no. Everybody should be learning. So what? Stuff. So what do you think about his his conclusions? So he kind of used these principles to analyze. Yeah, and I want to go through those principles because I think these are new nuggets as well. He goes into understanding why, uh, explaining why Clinton lost, and and I'm serious. This is absolutely true. I don't think anybody could agree with this. He says, could agree with it? Nobody or could disagree. Agree. Sorry, disagree with it. He says there was a huge anti-Clinton mood mood in the left wing of the Democrat Party. Right. Okay. Number two. So in the Republican Party as well, the Clinton scandals of the erased emails and the hammers and all that other stuff hurt her. Hurt her. Uh, he also says the term the uh, erase the term traditional power brokers from your political lexicon in the era of social media, direct communication to voters, and crowdsourced fundraising, the old Washington kingmakers are dinosaurs who no longer matter. Mm -hmm. He's like, 2016, he says, 2016 was their last gasp of breath. And, but, I, and I think from a certain perspective, that's absolutely true. I'm interested to see whether that is mm -hmm. true if, as far as we can can uh, tell because he talks about uh, the fact that Bernie Sanders would have received the nomination had right. had the DNC not not rigged it. We all know that to be to be the right. case. Right. They, they rigged it so that Hillary would be the nomination. Right. And so I wonder I wonder if he's saying basically that's dead. The kingmakers, who picks it, who who mm -hmm. sort of controls the system. We would call them establishment, right? Yeah. The so, establishment is dead. So now through these various, con, con, I don't know when you use that word convention, but through these various new means and new media and things like that. Now that has shifted. And so this is a conversation we've been having that I, that we, that I muse about, you know, are, is it the radicals that now control the party? I think, it seems to me we've sort of seen the rise of this radical element. And I, I think I made this statement that that's still not a majority of Democrats, you know, across the country. And I think that usually plays out in the general election, mm -hmm. that the if the radicals nominate a radical, then the radicals don't make up majority of the party and therefore sort of centrist, moderate, uh, you, you know, steel state, mm -hmm. coal state Democrats are not going to, uh, not going to vote for somebody that raises their hand and says, yes, I want to give free universal health care to illegal aliens. It's, right. it's just not, that's not a position. He actually talks about that. The next, the, I love this next new nugget. He says, we live in the age of the Kardashians. The candidate that has rhythm will have an enormous advantage over the candidate that cannot capture the rhythm of the modern era. And basically, I think what he's saying is if you can't speak millennial, you're not going to win. Yeah. Right. 
And then he talks about um, strikes against Biden and yeah. and the, the other every if, male candidate should be substantially discounted yeah. because the Democrats want number one a minority and number two a woman, not necessarily in those in that order. And he says, importantly, there will be a real race to be the real left winger to appeal to both the media and the Ocasio-Cortez wing. It's strange that they have so many genders to choose from now and they still want to pick in between two. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Not fair, JC. <laughs> Not fair for you to do that to me as we're going out <laughs> of a segment. That is so, so, so wrong. I love how he picks apart uh, Warren, right? He calls Warren, says Warren has the lecturing, patronizing style of your high school chemistry teacher, and he calls her a flat-out liar. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why she's never going to win, he calls, says, Warren seems like a Puritan but pretends to be normal. And so the bottom line is, in Newt's article, he believes that Kamala Harris is going to be at this stage in the game because anything could happen. He says, look, anything could happen in the next 13 months, right? Anything could happen in the next 13 months. But at this stage in the game, Kamala has all of those. She's she's female. She's a minority. She's an amazing speaker. She resonates with the AOC crowd. She's articulate. Look, he used the word articulate, too. And she's passionate. Uh, she's compelling. And she's from California. And she's from California. Yeah. Right. So that, that's that's her radical credential card. Right. right there. Exactly. I mean, that, that transmits. That's the, the real left that he was talking right. about when it, we're looking for. A and real it communicates that whether you like it or not, it communicates that to the electorate. Right. You know, if you're if you're a Democrat from California, mm -hmm. then you're a radical. You're a Mark. And by right. radical, I mean Marxist. I mean, that's what we're right. talking about. Go back to what Newt said here, because this re this resonates with something that you and I have been talking about for a long time. He says that Ocasio-Cortez would probably be the Democrat nominee if she were, if she were 35 years old. And I, I just want to tell you, people are underestimating this woman, but apparently, uh, apparently Gingrich is Gingrich not. Is not. Well, we've said that before, mm -hmm. that they foolishly discount this girl. She's... You know, the one thing I notice about Ocasio-Cortez is the way she's very adept at using fallacies of logic. I mean, you... It's I, almost a natural gift, I the, think. I, I don't believe somebody yeah. actually told her that, no, but I think no. it's natural. Well, it's kind of so. a natural... I mean, you, you, you sort of, if your logic is not grounded in truth, right, you, you, you don't really have reality <laughs> to sort of dictate what you say. You're actually arguing fallacies. Yeah. You're just good at it. <laughs> People teach that. I mean, there, yeah. there are schools that you know, here's how you win your argument. And they teach you fallacies of logic mm -hmm. because people don't recognize them. They're not trained in them. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, the one of the reasons why they work, right. they're, they're very deceptive and, and crafty. And so I like, well, she did that the other day. What was it? Um, she flipped something around. I, I remember I pointed it out to oh, you. Oh yeah. It was about, uh, being, uh, go back to being a waitress. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she, she said... turned that around to, <laughs> you know, making it a criticism against, 
waitressing uh -huh. and, and, and you know and waitresses all, shouldn't be politicians yeah, see how these politicians are so elitist and mm -hmm. they, they think they, right, right. they think bartenders you know are scum of the earth blah 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 so so right. clearly that was not the point of the criticism nobody's making that statement but she flipped it around so effortlessly and then all of the lemmings and useful idiots were like yeah yeah look at them making fun of waitresses and bartenders you know what i mean because and that's the thing that's <laughs> that definitely was not the same it's no, like the obvious. media no, saying it, it, that, come on. that trump any, said all the mexicans were criminals any, and rapists, anybody would right? have so, a brain can see that yeah. but that's that's what makes her so powerful yeah. is that her demographic the people that support her are so mind-numbingly stupid right so exactly. so you have an army of complete idiots that Newt, you can muster. Newt actually says this. He says all the energy, drive, and passion are on the left. And I think that's what you're talking about. This this lemming, they get worked up emotionally and they go crazy. Hey, so I'm going to post this article in the resources section of the show. I think it's, it's, an a, interesting really, it's a really, really interesting read. And it's not talking about taking over over the world and global domination <laughs> and the denial of your rights it's political and stuff. Insight. so it's just political insight and when you say it mirrors what it mirrors our car conversation this yes, is what i yes. this was my analysis dangerously so with the fear of some might thinking we're actually attached with the cfr except, it actually <laughs> except that he said the kingmakers are dead yeah and for me, that's a question mark. Right. I right. don't know if the radicals now control the party. Got good news, guys. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted out today, the news reports about the Department of Commerce dropping its quest to put the citizenship question on the census is incorrect or to state it differently, fake. We are absolutely moving forward as we must because of the importance of the answer to this question. And I'm hoping that that means that uh, the secretary is going to go ahead and put it on the census and let the chips fall as they may. I think this is a really, really great thing. This is what Donald Trump does best. He exposes the errors of the other departments. And if there's somebody out there that's been a check, a better check and balance president, I'm, I'm not quite sure who it's been in the last hundred years or so. There's some places where you just need to pick a fight. Yeah, absolutely. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.